I'm Paige Browning from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle with a reminder before we get to today's show. This podcast is moving and getting a new name. Starting next Tuesday, February 20th, we're part of the show Seattle Now. And this podcast feed where you're listening now will go away. So search for Seattle Now in your podcast app and hit subscribe. We'll see you over there next week. Okay, on to today's show. It's Tuesday, February 13th. In a blow to Alaska Airlines leadership, flight attendants nationwide have authorized a strike. Flight attendants picketed outside SeaTac Airport and in other cities today, calling for significant improvements to pay and working conditions. They voted 99 percent yes to an Alaska air strike, threatening to jolt airline operations. But the workers will only hold the strike if there's not progress in negotiations. Alaska Air officials have said they remain optimistic in the negotiations process. In their demands for raises, today workers highlighted the fact that Alaska Air is in the process of buying another airline, Hawaiian, and recorded record revenue last year. Lawmakers in Washington have been busy trying to pass new laws this week, and one of them hits home for families that have dealt with an overdose. The House has passed a bill that would require public schools to teach the dangers of fentanyl. It can be deadly in amounts as small as a few grains of sand. Seventh and ninth grade health classes would immediately start the lessons if the bill's approved. A year ago, Maria Petty's son overdosed on fentanyl, which was laced in a cannabis joint. Petty testified to lawmakers last month. I want to play you some of what she said. As parents and educators, we talk to our children. We teach them that drugs are bad and to just say no, that drugs could kill them. I didn't know to tell him that fentanyl was out there and that it will kill him. It's in everything and it's everywhere. But because I didn't know myself, I wasn't able to teach him. It's not just a little weed. It's not just experimenting. Our children are now playing Russian roulette with their life. Last year in King County, 16 people under the age of 20 died from fentanyl overdoses. And two have died this year already under age 20. Tacoma has been known to get creative in the last few years about keeping Tacoma, Tacoma. And in that spirit, the city council just approved a new plan, an anti-displacement strategy. Mayor Victoria Woodard says it should help keep longtime residents from being pushed out. Tacoma will funnel city resources like home repair assistance to households in low-opportunity areas. This strategy is driven by a need to preserve and expand affordable housing, to connect at-risk households with the financial assistance they need, and then to protect tenants in addressing neighborhood concerns. The strategies include affordable housing incentives, down payment assistance, and more. Here's where else officials are talking strategy this week, right on the I-5 bridge that connects Washington to Oregon. U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is back in Washington state. He's taken official business trips here several times, actually, and is looking at this bridge that's long needed replacement. He told OPB he knows the states will need more money. They may be applying for more funding, and we'll, we'll look at each uh, uh, application one piece at a time. But, uh, yeah, you know, this project has been big on our radar really from day one. Uh, but, you know, just because we know a project is important doesn't mean that it uh, always happens. These are very competitive programs. 
His office already gave a $600 million grant two months ago, but the replacement's expected to cost at least $6 billion. Buttigieg wouldn't commit to more money, but said the replacement is coming. Here's some airline arrest news. Police have arrested a federal wayman that they've been looking for for months. He allegedly groped a woman on a flight last year from San Diego to Seattle. The U.S. Attorney's Office says Desmond Bostic was indicted in September for abusive sexual contact on the Alaska Airlines flight. According to McClatchy News, his court-appointed public defender declined to comment. The U.S. Attorney's Office says sexual assaults on flights are increasing nationally. The FBI investigated 90 cases in 2022. Deep into the digital age, there are still households in Seattle that don't have reliable internet. And today we know how many. Two percent of households in Seattle do not have home internet access, according to a survey done by the city. Just a few years ago, it was five percent. But disparities remain. An estimated 8,000 households are not connected and people who don't speak English at home are most likely to be in that group. The city spoke with thousands of residents in multiple languages for the study. It'll help inform the city's grant requests and IT strategies. There's a lot of talk about alcohol in Olympia this week. First, I'll mention a bill. It would allow bars and other businesses to use biometric identification when people purchase alcohol, a.k.a. instead of showing an ID to purchase beer, a business might one day check your age by scanning your hand. Republican Senator Drew McEwen sponsored the bill. They want to get people through the queue quickly and be able to verify age. That's what this would allow it to do. The bill would provide guidelines for how businesses can use the technology should they want to. The bill has passed the Senate and next goes to the House. And there's this. People can turn out tomorrow to tell liquor regulators what they think of lewd conduct in bars. The Washington Liquor and Cannabis Board is having a meeting and will discuss what types of conduct are allowed where alcohol is served. This comes after a backlash last month when Liquor Board agents and police investigated numerous Seattle bars for lewd conduct like exposed nipples. They'll take public comment at tomorrow's meeting at 10 a.m. A local travel note today, the historic Rosario Resort and Spa on Orcas Island will temporarily close to overnight guests next week. The Seattle Times reports that the new owner is planning significant renovations, a new restaurant, spa and museum. The mansion will close on February 20th. The popular grounds and marina will stay open. Finally today, rock fans are blasting a new Pearl Jam track Dark Matter, the title track of a brand new album the band plans to drop on April 19th. And the band is taking this album on tour with two Seattle nights in May. Pearl Jam makes ticket purchasing competitive to ward off bots, so people can register now for tickets and will be randomly selected to get access to the sale. It'll be the first shows in Seattle, their hometown since 2018. And that's a wrap from the KUOW newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm Paige Browning. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. See ya.